Hey guys, D. Williams here, and you are officially listening to episode number 24, season two of the Staffing Startup.tv podcast. Let's get fired up! Welcome to StaffingStartup.tv, the podcast that gives you direct access to the world's leading recruitment, staffing, and startup experts. Dee Williams speaks with amazing thought leaders, venture capitalists, and technology trendsetters about their journey, challenges, and successes related to recruitment, staffing, and hiring. Now, here's your host, Dee Williams. Ah! Oh my gosh. It is officially January 1st, 2019, and we are in our second season, that's number two, of the StaffingStartup.tv podcast. Can you believe that? So first of all, let me just say this. Do you realize we did 22 episodes in season one? Bananas, right? Well, I don't, I can't promise 22 episodes in season two, but boy, do we have an amazing lineup designed specifically for each and every one of you. Are you fired up is the question. Are you amped up is the question. Ah, I know the answer is yes. So I want to get a start up. I want to kick this season off right. We had an opportunity to hang out with the one and only Ira Wolf, who is considered to be the Google guy. We're going to listen to his interview today and he's going to talk about today in the age of Googleization. We're going to talk about the Indeed and the Google for Jobs war. We're going to talk about job search. I mean, you're not ready for this right now. This is season two of the StaffingStartup.tv podcast. Let's get this thing started. Woo! Attention all technologists, recruiters, and HR professionals, telecommunications, finance, engineering, and healthcare professionals who have a passion for entrepreneurship and a passion for people. A major economic crisis is happening all over the world and is reported by 2030 the demand for skilled workers will outstrip supply, which will result in a global talent shortage of more than 85.2 million people and $8.5 trillion of unrealized revenue. This is a major economic problem to be solved, and there's still time to make an impact. With the $429 billion global industry of recruitment and staffing, you can create your own business model that will help companies realize their unrealized revenue by supplying a niche set of skilled people. You will also have the ability to help hundreds, if not thousands of people, prepare for work and land new job and career opportunities. Expand on the idea and let Identifies Consulting show you how you can bring your idea to life, get you up to speed on the current business model and trends, help you add your own twist, get your business set up, launched, and earning revenue. Visit IdentifiesConsulting.com or call 866-432-8801 today. What are you working on and what's your mission? Today, I am super excited. We have a special guest here with us today. He is the author of Recruiting in the Age of Googleization, When the Shift Hits Your Plan. He is known as the Google Guy. Today, I want to introduce Ira Wolf. How are you today? Hey, good morning, Dee. Hey, it's great to be with you. Appreciate the uh, intro and uh, really looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, uh, probably too. just picking up where we just left it off, right? I we, know. <laughs> we hit the ground running. We don't waste any time. I know. I love it. So listen, can you tell the world a little bit about um, yourself and, and how you became known as the Google guy? 
Yeah, I, well, let's start there. I mean, I, I, I became known as the Google guy because I heard somebody told me, hey, you know, people are calling you the Google guy. <laughs> so so not, not anything really rich. Um, I, you know, as, as you know, I, I wrote a book, uh, Recruiting in the Age of Googleization, last year. I've uh, been talking. In fact, I wrote a book uh, in 2008 or 2009. It was called Geek Skeezers and Googleization. And when everyone was talking about the four generations in the workplace, there was only four at that point. Uh, millennials were the new and upcoming and the young gen- youngest generation. Now we got Generation Z. Uh, but at that point, um, while everyone was talking about the four generations, a lot of kind of that central theme um, that was running through each of those, a lot of the divide happened to be about technology. You know, it's why, why do we always have to have to talk technology? Why is everybody on their phone? Why is everybody on the tablet? And if you roll the clock back, just 10 years, um, you know, it, it's nothing compared to what it is today. I mean, Facebook was pretty new. Uh, Twitter was pretty new. And people didn't even know what, what it was. And um, when I started, to, I said, you know, it's time for an update. I mean, 2009 is an eternity. It's, you know, in, in, in today's world. So I started to write it and I was going to basically take that book and talk about Generation Z and then talk about some of the new technology. And I realized in 2009, when that book was published, the iPad didn't even exist. Wow. <laughs> and it was like, okay, I, I mean, there's so much that's changed. And uh, so obviously I've been writing about Googleization, not necessarily, I don't know, I don't actually, I don't even own any Google stock, but, uh, so, so I, but as I walk out of a lot of the, uh, uh, meetings and conferences and presentations. Uh, I, I guess I just picked up the name as the Google guy and, uh, and kind of long story around there, but that's how I got there. Um, but, you know, obviously my I, I've got a business, uh, Success Performance Solutions. Uh, we primarily work with small, medium-sized companies. I have a couple large companies, but, prim- you know, the sweet spot, I enjoy working with small businesses, um, especially privately owned. So we work with small, privately owned businesses, helping them uh, hire better. You know, I mean, my slogans: re- recruit faster, hire smarter. Uh, so we do a lot of testing, and over the last couple of years, people said, "Hey, we'd love to test more people if we only could find them." And uh, so got into the uh, helping. I don't recruit, I don't staff, uh, but I, I help people create a better process. I love that. So I want to talk a little bit about that because you mentioned something that. Um, that I've been saying for a very long time. And, and people who have been listening to the Staffing Startup.TV podcast, y'all know my story. I've always been a little bit ahead of my time when it comes to recruitment and staffing and doing things that have been somewhat different than my bosses back in the day were like, don't do that. And now it's right. <laughs> today's practice, right? So yep. I noticed that you talk a lot about the fact that companies continue to recruit and screen talent like it's 1970. Like how have things changed and recruiting from what you can tell and based on your testing. Well, and I think it's just on a broad sense. Um, you know, HR has pretty much been slow to adapt yeah. over time. Um, it's been, you know, it's evolved into a compliance administrative, you know, and and not I'm not certainly criticizing HR because it's taken on a lot of additional roles. Right before we got on this conversation, we were talking about disabilities right. and veterans. I mean, there's so much to do, uh, and recruiting sort of just became in, you know, sort of lost in HR. Right. Uh, it just became one more function, and part of what's changed is technology. How, how you find people. Um, you, you know, we just talked about the generations. We, we don't just have four generations working in the in, in the uh, workplace at the same time. We have five generations working 
in the workplace at the same time. So now you have, um, you know, people from uh, 18 years old to 90. Uh, you know, my mother, now she doesn't get paid, but she volunteers. My mother's 95. Wow. And she's still, now she's had some health issues lately. But, um, you know, I think, uh, what's today, Tuesday? Um, yeah, she um, she may actually be going into work today for a couple hours. Wow. Uh, so, you know, and again, there, so there's huge, huge differences on, um, you know, you know, everything from recruitment to retention to engagement and, and uh, safety. And, uh, and so it's, it's gotten, it, the future of work has changed. And then you have what we call generation, uh, you know, I guess there's six generations working in the workplace at the same time. I call it generation R for robots. Yeah. Oh, you, we, my daughter and I just had a massive conversation about this. And I told her, I said, you know, mommy's getting older, but you know, in a few years, robots will be entering the workforce in a very different manner in which they are already here now. And she's yeah. like, I can't imagine that. And I said, you need to start opening your mind to that because AI is the, the baby. It's the conception of robots, right? Right. Well, well you, just, you, know, you just said it on the head. I mean, everybody thinks about a robot and it's going to be the term you know, kind of a, a modern version of the Terminator, Terminator right. you know, showing up or, uh, that, or, or that iPod on a, on a pedestal that yeah. rolls around and follows you or Roomba, you know, I mean, so, but really it's, it's about machines. Yeah. Um, and it's, and, and AI is a big part of that. And, and AI we're, we're pretty early on with, with artificial intelligence for those who don't know what AI is, but with artificial intelligence, but it's not the artificial intelligence that's going to be what changes the world. Obviously, it's going to make us smarter, but that's that's basic. That's still basic technology. It's it's like, hey, we've got a computer, right? You know, and then hey, we 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 we've got Excel, and now Excel does a lot of things automatically. It's going to be the machine learning. It, it's it's pretty much. You know, I, I don't know if you use Google or not, but I'm sure a lot of people. <laughs> Everybody you know, you, uses you, Google. Well, Google, <laughs> like Google apps, Google Mail. Gmail. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just this year, you know, as I'm typing, it's starting to fill in the sentences for me. It's, it's learning what it is. Now, people are going to say, well, you know, who cares? You know, and, and but over time, it's getting that smart. You know, every time we get in the car, the, the phone lights up, our phone lights up and says 15 minutes to the gym right. or 15 minutes to Sam's or 15 minutes to get home. Right. How does it know that? Yeah. I mean, how does it know that's where we're going? And sometimes it's wrong. I mean, sometimes I'm not going to the gym, which happens to be near, you know, doctor's office or, or the diner, you know, so it doesn't get it exactly right. Uh, but that's the machine learning. It's starting to learn our patterns and starting to anticipate. And and beyond that, now it's going to what if it could anticipate that the behavior that you're doing right now uh, could either make you more productive or maybe more stressed or maybe it will elevate your blood sugar or maybe it will elevate your heart rate or be. And that's what people miss. What they say, we don't care if it can predict what I type in the Gmail. Right. I'd certainly like to prevent myself from having a heart attack yeah. or I'd like to pre prevent myself from, you know, triggering some attack or some release of hormones um, that makes me hurt or, you know, helps me do something and, you know, getting into the zone, you know, I um, mean, so if it could, if it could help you stay in that zone longer, would you be willing to do it? And that's what machine learning is. So is it going to change, you know, people want to cherry pick, what AI and machine learning does. Yeah. And it's, it's just not going to happen. And how many people, you know, people 
two years ago would say, oh, I just got a, an Alexa or I got a home device or, oh, yeah, I, you know, I use Siri once in a while. Now, everybody, everybody used it. it. You know, well, actually, I don't use Siri because, it, you know, and not not against Apple because I have all Apple things, but um, it, it doesn't. Siri and I just never got to the predictive point. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't train Siri. So that's another but, you know, it's just amazing some of the other technologies that are there. And and while we're on that, just how fast things change, um, you know, people are used to now um, using the devices. Um, a friend of mine said, you know, a year ago we had like one device. Now we have like six yeah. <laughs> you know, across in our house. Yeah. Uh, and we started to rely on them. We get our weather there and we find out what's playing in the movies. And, and so instead of picking up a magazine, you know, it used to, I mean, I grew up in an age where we'd get the newspaper and see what's playing, right. you know, or you'd call the theater. And then, you know, you, at one time, actually people answered the phone in the theory, yeah. theater. Now it goes on, <laughs> you know, now it goes into a series, you know, press one, if you want to hear this and press two, if you want it's to do that. An endless uh, loop of destruction. My daughter yeah. and I just went through this recently to get a refund. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah. But even to find out what's playing in the movie or what time is it, that used to be the way we would do it. Yeah. If you didn't have a, if you didn't have the newspaper, you used to pick up the phone and 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 call the movie theater. And now, you know, you basically it, it's you don't even pick up your phone. You basically speak into your phone. Yeah. And it will give you that information. Well, in within well, now it's maybe within um, you know eighteen months or so. But by twenty twenty, they're predicting that fifty percent of all searches will originate using voice. Wow. Okay, 50%. um, You know, conservative numbers, 30%. So think about that, what that means, you know, because we're we're talking about the future of work. So I I bring this home since we're all on board here. Um, So think about that as as when I'm talking to these audiences, this is why they call me the Google guy. Um, Instead of, you know, right now people post a job to Indeed, um, and, and they expect job seekers to go there. But what happens when the job seeker says, um, Hey Alexa, or Hey Cortana, or Hey Google home, you know, um, I'm, you know, who's hiring locally that pays more than $60,000 a year. That's within a 15 mile commute from my, from my home. Uh, and require, and, and it doesn't require a college degree, whatever, whatever those parameters are. And instead of your job listings as an employer showing up on the first page where, you know, go, ideal is you need the top. Right. Um, but at least you want to be on the first page. What happens when you when you do a search? How many choices do you get? That's going to be crazy. First, you of get all. one. Right. Yeah, of course. You one option. It's going to narrow it yeah. down. It won't matter so who's the, on top. So consider this. I mean, and we're not there yet, but consider what's going to happen in 2019, early 2020, when voice search becomes at least a third to a half of all search. And while companies are struggling, showing, getting their jobs to show up in the first page of Indeed or Google or, or Bing or wherever, um, how and and. So they sponsor ads, so they show up in the top three. What happens when it goes to voice and there's only one job that gets recommended? Wow. How do you become that one job? And and so where I spend a lot of time is, is one is educating people about this. And it, it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, there's going to be a trend and, and there's certainly going to be a lot of people that don't do voice search and, and, and a lot of positions. That's not how people are going to get hired. Um, but it's, but 
it's so hard to hire people now that every little bit's going to, you know, if you, if, if it affects 10% of your hires, that's a lot. Yeah. For Companies, sure. you know, businesses are struggling right now. So, you know, the Googleization is going to continue. The pace of change is going to continue. Um, McKinsey and company, you know, really well-respected consulting company. Uh, they have a quote I always use. And, and uh, again, sometimes I, I requote things because people remember these. This is what people walk away from. Right. And they say, you know, the one thing I remember you saying is, um, and this is from Google, this is from McKinsey, so I didn't come up with it, um, that the, the pace that change is happening um, 3,000 times faster than it did just a few years ago. So the, the pace of change is increasing and the scope of the change is increasing. And the multiplier of that means that, that, that yeah, it does seem crazy. I mean, we're moving in a fast paced world. As I said, where, where we talked just 10 years ago, uh, I said, wow. Well, that was six years ago at the time. In 2016, when I started to write Recruiting in the Age of Googleization, um, it was only six, seven years since I published Geek Skeezers in Googleization. And when I just said, I'm going to do an update on it and realize that the iPad, the tablet, wasn't even on the market. They didn't even sell those things. Wow. So, and, and the iPod was the big thing. Yeah. And now there is no iPod. Really, I mean, there is, but isn't it, your phone? You know, yeah, but <laughs> no, you know, who buys an iPod to listen to podcasts, right? Or or their music? It's it's on their phone, and you know, so it, it's it's crazy. So that's that's sort of why I did very very long way around. How did I become the Google guy? <laughs> that's that's bananas. So how I have so many questions for naturally, you know, my head I'll is shut up and you can ask questions. Well, first of all, we're going to take a quick break and, and then we're going to come back and ask more questions. So hold on where we're here with Ira Wolf. Just one moment. HR leaders are under more pressure than ever to deliver high quality people related solutions quickly and effectively. And Identifies Consulting is your number one strategic play when it comes to hiring entrepreneurial recruitment and HR talent. You can build the right team for the business when you hire true business partners in recruitment and HR. Learn more at IdentifiesConsulting.com. That's I-D-E-N-T-I-F-I-Z-E Consulting.com. Or call 866-432-8801. Hey, and we're back and we're here with Ira Wolf, the Google guy who is talking about recruiting in the age of Googleization, which by the way, if you haven't grabbed a copy of his book there, we have a link below uh, with the, the, where you can go and purchase his book on Amazon, or you can just head right on out to Amazon to support Ira because he's doing some amazing things. So really quickly, we're talking about Googleization. Last year was like a huge year online in the recruiting space because Indeed and Google went to war. I mean, that's the best way right. to say it. I mean, you could see it very openly online. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, well, there's a lot of changes going on with Google and Indeed, and some of them may affect some of the listeners. Uh, if anybody has, it works in staffing or recruitment, um, not not from the employer side, but they literally are, you know, uh, an executive recruiter or they have a staffing firm. It's going to be huge beginning on uh, January 7th, uh, 2019. So we're maybe five, six weeks away from that. So to, to just take a step back and explain what happens, um, Google in 2017, the summer, about 18 months ago, uh, launched something called Google for Jobs. 
Um, most people don't understand what it is. It's not another job board. It's not like Indeed or Career Builder or Monster or ZipRecruiter. You don't go and post a job on Google for Jobs. What Google for Jobs is, it's Google search. And Google decided to take all the jobs that were posted on Google search, the, the thing that we all use, right. okay, 90% of the markets, Google search, um, and and create this, what they call a snippet. It actually pulled them all out and it posts jobs in a separate box, in a separate search engine. So it's a specialty. It's a subset of that. The only way you can get into Google jobs is by using what they call a third-party integrator, which it could be a, a career builder, your ATS, is having other job boards that your jobs get posted on, and then they get put, they, they have an agreement with Google that they get picked up and inserted in there. Okay. Sounds easy, except that indeed jobs are not searched by Google. They don't allow it. Indeed does not allow Google's jobs to be, or, or in, yeah, Indeed does not allow Google to search their jobs. Why? So if you, um, then everybody would go to Google. I mean, it's basically their business model right. is that. And there may be other reasons why, but I, um, unfortunately, I don't have an in, an insight, yeah, yeah. you know, into the strategy of Indeed. Uh, but that's sort of their entity. And, you know, for good reason. I mean, uh, in, and this comes from Indeed. And Indeed says that 65% of all the people who were hired last in, in the previous year came from Indeed. So across, you know, I don't know if that's, I don't remember if that's national or worldwide, but 65% of everyone who was hired came from Indeed and 72% of all interviews come from Indeed. Wow. So it's, it's a lot. Here's the challenge that, and, and there's lots of numbers we're throwing out here and not to confuse people, but if Indeed is the predominant place that most employers go and those jobs are not included in the Google for jobs search engine, what's the problem? Well, three out of four people start their job search on Google. Most people don't pick up the phone, go to the Indeed app and search Indeed. Right. They put a, a job. They say, who's hiring locally? Who's hiring for a customer service rep or a sales rep or an engineer, um, whatever, patient representative? They type that into Google. And up until 18 months ago, Indeed's jobs would po show up in the search engine. Okay. Now they don't. Now the category might, it may say patient representative or sales engineer as a category. But if you're, you're the job seeker and I click on that, I'm taken to Indeed. Right. The problem is, is from an employer standpoint, as soon as they do that, if I'm not at the top, they see all my competitors' job listing before me. So now it's forcing the job competitor or the, the employers to sponsor job ads to go higher. So now that's an expense. Um, Indeed doesn't allow you to control that. Now, where this even gets mercury, murkier, uh, most people don't know any of that, including, you know, so I'm talking to audiences that I'm assuming know all that, what I just shared yeah. about how that works and yeah. it doesn't. And, and just for any of the listeners, um, I actually started, I, I call it the Google for job school. Um, it's an online course 
Um, I'm actually, I just launched it, uh, the beginning of the month. So there's a huge, it's like an 82% discount. Wow. Uh, so I can give the code if, you know, if you want, or I can give it to you and you can post it no, in there. No, give the code and I'll post your, it. All your listeners. Yeah. It, it's actually the code. Um, well, we'll put the link. I'll send you the link and, okay. and the code and you can do that. And it's 82% off. So it's just, it's actually just a couple dollars. And I explain everything I'm explaining here. Awesome. And we're starting a little community that people can share ideas and, and what they're doing. But we're got really murky, uh, and this just happened two weeks ago, uh, is indeed not only has, has said, hey, we're not going to allow Google to search our jobs. They said, we're not going to allow staffing firms and recruiters to post their jobs for free. So if you're a staffing firm and you've been posting jobs to, um, to get candidates for your clients, um, you, you basically did it for free. You just submitted it upload. Well, now you're going to have to pay for that. So the only way that recruiters and staffing firms are going to be able to use Indeed is if they they pay to have sponsored ads. Well, you know, I don't know if you know this, but Indeed has their own kind of recruiting and staffing division as well. Right. Oh, absolutely. And, right. But that's not something that they promote outwardly. So right. I have been in situations with my clients in particular where they've called me and said, D, I don't know what to do. I've been recruiting for a particular role. And everyone that I called, they say, Indeed is already recruiting me for this role. And I said, no, that's not possible because you're you're posting on Indeed, right? So how can they be recruiting for the same roles that you're and right. they, they and then they're absolutely right. It's yeah. been a large fluctuation of staffing agencies that have called me and said this. So, uh, you, you know, um, that's very interesting, the position that they're playing in the market right now. Mm-hmm. And and so what do you what can agencies do? Because that's really who I support. I support small, midsize and large staffing and recruitment agencies. How can we. Uh, um, get in into this playing field that Google and Indeed has and be able to still, um, you know, present or find and present quality talent? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great question. And I wish I had the, the magic. Yeah. <laughs> I may be, I'm, they may call me the Google guy, but I just try, <laughs> I just try to I just try to stay one step ahead of everybody else and, and, and trying to figure it out. So th- there's a few things. If you were and, and let me ask you a question. Yeah. If you were to bet on Google versus Indeed, who would you? Where, where's your money? My money actually would be on Google, right? And that's where you know, I, I, obviously, and my preference would be there. Or my from everything, Google from a and we started this whole conversation. We sort of took a, a detour, yeah. uh, but we started this whole conversation about ro- you know the robots and artificial intelligence and machine learning. And Google's algorithm is so good. If yeah. you remember, you've been around, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit older than you, but we both grew up with technology at the yeah. same time. So you remember when you used to put in, hey, I'm looking for uh, customers, you know, I'm looking for a job and it might come up with job customer service and then it might come up with Steve Job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so it, I mean, the search results weren't very good. Now they're really good. They're very, very good. And in fact, in Google for jobs, um, if, if you say, I want, I want a, th- a five-minute commute with X amount of dollars with a certain location in an industry, I mean, you can put these filters in and it's really, really good. If you try the same thing in Indeed, it's not so good. It's not as accurate. Yeah. Google, so my money's on Google for uh, controlling this. 
my to go back to your question, what can agencies do? They need to learn how to play by Google's rules. They and up until this point, they didn't even know there were Google's rules because they would they would identify, hey, we posted a job. It came through, um, a th- you know, our ATS. It came through a third party integrator or our job is listed. Um, the problem is it wasn't listed that it, that there was a button there. So among the buttons on Google, when you have the job, again, let's say customer service rep, um, if you don't play by Google's rules, if you don't use their what they call schema, if you don't have a separate landing page for every job and for a staffing firm, they may have 100, 200, 300 jobs. You're talking about every single job has to be an independent landing page with a special code on it that Google reads. If they don't have that then they're not playing by Google's rules, which means that if they if it does happen to show up because of one of these other integrated parties, um, the buttons on there, how a candidate would apply is going to send them to CareerBuilder or Monster or ZipRecruiter or some third party site. It's not going to say come to D staffing service. Right. <laughs> OK. Right. That's what you want. You want people to come directly to you from an employment branding that you can control the process because as soon as you send them to another site, um, they likely could be distracted by one of your competitors. Yeah. I, I, I and I guess maybe the, the way I explain it is if you had your own, if, if this is, if this is how it worked, you have your own products and services, right? Mm-hmm. For, for your company. Mm-hmm. And, and, so, and you spend a lot of money to get people to come to your website and they come to your website, but you decided to do your, you, you decided to to advertise on that page and the on advertising on that page is your competitors products would you do that on your own website no well no of course, of course you wouldn't right but that's but that's how they that's how companies handle recruiting now because they utilize these third part these again they use they, they utilize indeed in career builder and monster and zip recruiter and and once job seekers land up on those on those pages they see all the competitors ads and so one is even if you're number one they still have all these options why would you send people to the shopping center right when they walked into your boutique store if they walk into your store you're going to try to sell them why would you say listen before you make a decision why don't you check around at all the other stores right nobody does that nobody does except that. hr and recruitment <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So so staffing going back to to your exact question, working with staffing firms and recruiters, they need to control their brand. Right. In order to control their brand is how can I get people if people are interested and they click, how can I get them to come to our website, our staffing firms, our, our company brand website and keep them there? And by by relying on up to this point, what has been, hey, we're going to rely on Indeed to source us and then we'll do the screening and we'll pick them out and then we'll recommend only the cream of the crop that we get to our clients. It's just the, the it's swampy. It's murky. Yeah. Yeah. Polluted. So, so, so I hear a lot of things. So one, first of all, I, staffing agencies need to be very cognizant about the way they are. Um, posting their job descriptions, like f- just one, not just yeah. for Google voice search, but for Google search as well, a whole. 
Yeah. And, and just before you get. Yeah. And, and so part, I just want to be clear. So that Google has three rules. OK. And these are pretty simple. OK. One is each job has to be on its own independent landing page. OK. So you can have a career site with as a long list of all these. Uh, so it, every job has to be on a separate Web page. OK. OK. On that page, they have to use something called markup schema. OK. It's special coding. It's really easy to produce. You don't have to hire somebody. It doesn't cost a lot of money. You can actually go up and you just fill in the blanks. on you, you, you put the job title and the description of the job and the salary and the location. And But, the, so, but there's, nine, there's nine required fields okay. that Google has. If you don't have those nine fields, it's not getting picked up in their search engine. Okay. And, but so it's really easy, but they need something called schema or markup, um, markup code. Okay. So that's two things. They okay. have, every job has to be on a single page. And the second is you need the schema. And the third is um, something that Google just released this summer, made it a little bit more complicated. They have something called an indexing API. And we won't go into what that means, what it is, but it's in the background. And you're probably going to need a web developer to set it up. And what happens is every time that you, you post a new job, it gets picked up by this indexing API and it sends and it says to Google, hey, these staffing service just posted a new job. Okay. The robot comes, it visits it, and then it pushes, you know, it takes it back up. Just how it works on websites. So the three things you need is a individual landing pages, schema, and you need to have the Google uh, indexing API hooked up. Um, once... And so it is, it's much more, much more complicated than saying, hey, we're just going to go to Indeed and post a job. You're listening to StaffingStartup.tv. Be sure to connect with us on YouTube to catch the live video footage of the show. So are applicant tracking system companies not doing that? Are they, because they do have the one page, but I do notice that inside of that one page, if you click so if, if a user comes to, let's say, identifies consulting, I have all my jobs listed there, but they can click on one individual job, which will take them to their own individual page. Would that be or is it that we're getting rid of the full page altogether? Uh, well, you're still going to need a career site. I mean, that's yeah. sort of like the directory to go there. Here's all the jobs that are listed and then right. you click on it. Right. Uh, and then they do have those independent pages. But those independent pages, like an ATS, yeah. are on the ATS site. They're not on your company site. Okay. Okay. So you don't have control. You can't put the code there. So there are some, they're, they're really scrambling. They're okay. working hard to do it. And some of the larger ones um, are, are, are probably going to get to that point. They're working with Google to have an arrangement. How do we put the code on there? I saw um, ICIMS is doing it. ICIMS. I, I, yeah. So some of them are doing it. Um, it's not, there's a lot of kinks in it. Uh, there's a there's a company called Jobiac, um, and if again if I'll, I'll send you this link too, uh, because I have a discount code I can give to people. Yeah. Um, that is actually a third party that will uh, you 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 basically fill in the. It's sort of like a, a intermediary between an ATS and um, uh, an ATS and Google. Okay. okay? 
Um, but what it does is you you fill you you basically post your job, you fill in the, the the information that you have on there, and it and it will create the code and send it up to Google for okay. you. So it sort of does it in the background, okay. and they have a couple different plans. There there and and again, you have the choice of hey, you can click through Jobiac or you can actually have your brand, and it says it click on apply here, and the apply here button happens to be to your company site, which is ideal. It's a little bit more money, but it, it's it's affordable. But so there are companies that are trying to connect the ATS and your company site um, out there. This is probably the, the they do a lot of machine learning. I mean, the artificial back to that artificial learning machine yeah. machine learning artificial intelligence and machine learning. Um, they're pretty sharp. They've invested a lot. Um, I think it's a good model. I assume other people are probably going to replicate that to to some degree, although they have a patent on the way that they did it. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it's just, it's just more complicated, than, it, more complicated. than it was before. And, you know, people still say, well, I'm still getting leads through indeed. Um, the more Google for jobs catches on, um, the, and, and I'm, I'm my money's on Google. Not, yeah. not that I think in, you know, are they, is this the end all and be all or, you know, are you, are we going to be talking about Google for jobs for the next 10 years as the dominant force? I don't think so. Um, but at least for the next two or three years, it's, it's an absolutely disruptive force in how people are going to apply. And then there's, there's one other thing, which, which most people haven't considered. If January 7th, no in, staffing and recruiter firms no longer can do free job search. They, they can no longer do that organic search. They have to pay for it, the sponsored ads, which means now the sponsor to, to show up high on a sponsored ad is going to be much more competitive. Yeah, it is. Because now you have every staffing firm and executive recruiter, not maybe some will opt not to do it. But if they want to be on Indeed, they're going to have to pay. Yeah. Well, what happens to all the small, medium-sized businesses? Exactly. The competition to be at the high up there is you, you might want to buy Indeed stock. because they're gonna make more money uh but so it it's people people still live in this binary world well if i you know so are and i've had this question asked me so do you think we should maybe try google you know zip recruiter should we try career builder it's not a binary world anymore it's not an either or right if most of the people are, are most of the job seekers are still using indeed then you need to be on Indeed. Is it going to cost you more money? Yes. Everything is already adopting their own job search. Uh, so it it's changes fast. You know, stay tuned. Have buckle buckle up by this afternoon. It could be different. <laughs> so we're going to be right back with, with one more break and with Ira Wolf and recruiting in the age of Googleization. Give us a moment. Attention, all computer and information technology professionals. It is estimated that the business of placing contract technology workers is at least a billion-dollar industry. And today, we want to show you how you can become a supplier of tech talent to companies all over the world. That's right. You can put your IT colleagues on contract and build them out. It's not rocket science and is a great additional income. Let Staffingpreneurs Academy show you how to start your very own IT niche recruitment, staffing, and consulting business. Learn more at staffingpreneursacademy.com slash IT. That's staffing, P-R-E-N-E-U-R-S, academy.com slash IT right now. 
All right, guys. So we are wrapping up with Ira, but I just have to throw in just a couple of more questions because this conversation has been really interesting because I do support the the small and medium-sized recruitment and staffing businesses. And I have been thinking about this transformation that I knew that was coming. I, I was talking to um, a number of our guests last season when we did the Staffing Startup.TV podcast. And I was saying, you do know that recruitment and staffing as an industry is shifting. We're like in the midst of a shift due to technology and everyone agrees. So digital marketing, right? So I have spent the last three years being as though I, I run this online world. You know, you have a membership site. I have a membership site. I have a YouTube channel that's that's popping. Um, <laughs> two YouTube channels, three YouTube channels that are popping. And, and so I've been into this digital space and I feel like digital marketers really have their finger on the pulse uh, in regards to how to get the word out and how to drive traffic to a specific product right. launch. Do you feel like recruitment and staffing agencies need to take more of a digital marketing approach to um, hiring um, or, or to, to, to showing what they have available in the job space? That's my first question. I have one more after that. Yeah, uh, yeah it's an abs- absolutely yes. Um, the, the failure with most, uh, not, I can't say the failure. I, I, I just described it this morning. Somebody is a, a self-inflicted wound, um, that most companies, the problem is not that they're not getting, or, or the, the, re, the, the cause behind not getting enough applicants is not because there's not enough people applying for their jobs. They have so many hurdles. Yeah. Um, I just went up to a site this morning. I was called by a friend of mine and says, hey, can you help me with this audit? They're really struggling. It's a healthcare center. Um, you know, they have uh, t- one-tenth of all their employees. They have vacancies on one-tenth of all their, all their jobs. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, they got six, it's 50 or 60 days at the time to fill. And, and so there's just a whole host of things. And I went up to their site and I could not find where their career page was. Wow. And then I went to the career page and then I had to do like five clicks to get to find where the job was. And when I went to do click on the job, uh, it asked me to fill out a consent form. They didn't even have my information yet. And then I had to register and give them all this information. Um, so that's mark. I mean, that's not that's not marketing in the way that I think is how can I get more people to come to my site? Because right. it's it's the next step. It's that click to apply. It's like if if I can guarantee you that I can get a million people to come to your site. But once I get to, they get to the site that they can't find what they want, it takes too long, it's not showing up. There's a whole host of reasons. Uh, yeah, that's a problem. Uh, yeah. So recruitment marketing is not just about how can we advertise to get more people. It's, it's beyond that. It's once they're on the site, what's the journey yeah. to get them to, to say, hey, I'm interested how do I get them to click, you know, in, in the in, in digital marketing world, it's click to apply, you know, CPA. Right. What's the call to action? Call to action is apply. And then what happens after that? If it's too difficult, they're gone. Uh, it's a market where people have choices and they're not going to spend 35 minutes trying to figure out your site and get there. And, and we, that's where I end up spending most of the time. Most companies are not having problems getting people to know that they have jobs available. And yeah. so they can keep sponsoring ads all they want. The problem is after somebody sees it and says, hey, I'm interested. Then it's, yeah. it, it's real. That's the 1970s. You started and you asked me. That's the part that hasn't changed. Yeah. 
So what about social media? Because you also have now Facebook that has their job algorithm. Mm -hmm. That's still showing up in Google. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, I, I know you, you have LinkedIn and you have Facebook yeah. and you have uh, and everybody has these job boards and they're spending a lot of more money there. Some jobs work in those. Um, some don't. You know, I'm not sure I'd try to get a, you know, a quality engineer using Facebook. Right. Um, but I might, if I own a restaurant and hospitality and servers and retail, I, I might. So right. I, I think it depends what you're trying to do. So I think it, people need to be more strategic. And again, not be that binary. Hey, Indeed's not working. Maybe I'll try Facebook. Mm -hmm. Well, what type of jobs were you looking for? Right. You know, maybe, maybe it is LinkedIn. Maybe it's Instagram. Maybe it's Pinterest. I mean, people use YouTube. You know, what yeah. blows my mind is, the, what did I just see the number? I think it's a billion hours a day is yes. a, on YouTube. Okay. It's free. Why don't you do a 15 to 30 second ad saying, hey, we've got a job opening. I've you been know? saying this for years, yeah. Ira. I have been yeah. begging I, I, my community, so, please. So you, right. So, you, <laughs> you, you know, people say, well, you know, that takes a lot of work. We're not, pick up your phone, do a selfie, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, do a 15 to 30 second ad, put it on Instagram, put it, uh, put it on, on YouTube. Um, so those are all free stuff. So, yeah. and, and most people don't think of YouTube as social media, but it's there. Everybody says social media, oh, Facebook and Twitter. No, it's, right. it's way beyond that. Um, but I, I think the important, I think the important message behind Facebook, not Facebook between any of these is social media is just word of mouth on steroids. I've been saying that for years. It's word of mouth on steroids. So if you want the word to get out that you have a job, I may not say Facebook's the best place to advertise or use their job board. But if you post, if you have a following and you post it on your feed and that feed gets picked up by people, people know other people who are looking for jobs. Right. So I may not be interested in that job, but I may have a son, a neighbor, a friend, a colleague who is. Right. And I can share that information with them. So I, I think when people talk about f social using social media for recruitment, because depending on the survey you look at, it's, you know, it's either a small percentage, you know, some say it's a huge, you know, 80% of all business come, you know, all um, hiring comes from, from social media. That's BS, frankly, it may be right. a certain industry. Um, some say it's as low as 10%. That's probably a little too low. So it's somewhere probably in between there, which means it could be anywhere. Um, but I, I think the big thing with social media is if you think of what social media is, social media uh, is word of mouth on steroids. Word of mouth is still the number one way to find good people. Yeah. And so you have to use social media to spread the word. Now, would I rely on their search, their job engines? Would I invest a ton of money on um, on ads on those sites? Um, I, you have to do it strategically. So yeah. I think there's a value to it, but I don't, I, I don't think it's taken over the world yet. <laughs> and I think that forces me in particular to think about the types of recruiters that agencies are actually hiring uh, because we are living in the in a world where social media dominates. I mean, Facebook does have 2.4 billion members, right? LinkedIn has, um, yeah, 2.4 billion. Oh, LinkedIn yeah. has what? 600, 700 million members, right? Not to mention what's going on with Instagram. 
a lot of times, I think traditionally, when you talk about the future of work, and this is your area, not mine, but when we talk about um, recruit hiring recruiters traditionally, we look for a specific type of person. But I think in, in the age of Googleization and the age of social media, we really start to need to start looking at recruiters as more as social influencers, right? Because that's what people are are definitely attracted to right they're attracted to the influencer oh, and so right. forth so definitely something to think about as we go along so i really quickly can you share with everyone again where they can find you where they can find the book talk to you talk to us about your membership site your podcast tell right. us about your podcast so, and we'll wrap this up <laughs> yeah i'll be real quick because i appreciate every i appreciate you being uh giving me the opportunity and sharing and we can talk we you and i can talk for hours i know I <laughs> really appreciate this. Hopefully we'll do it again. Um, my uh, company is, is Success Performance Solutions. So my company website is successperformancesolutions.com. Uh, you can also just go to irawolf.com. That'll take you to my personal site and my speaking site. Um, the The book is Recruiting in the Age of Googleization. Um, I think, uh, unless they took it off today, actually they're running a thir- Amazon's running a 33% off, which yeah. is uh, pretty good. So uh, if you're interested in that. Uh, I do have that Google for Jobs school, um, and uh, I'll, I'll make sure you get the link and get the code to That'd be able be to do that uh, and share it uh, so people can benefit from there. Um, and uh, uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, the easiest way to find me sometimes is just type in my name and I'll show up. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Ira Wolf is here with us today, guys. All right, like, let's just... We got to give some claps here in the background because this was definitely one of my favorite interviews. Will you come back is my biggest question. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Happy to do it. We, We got a ton of things to talk about. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. I really, really, really appreciate it. If there is anything we can do for you, please let us know. And I look forward to seeing you soon, Ira. Thank you. Hey, thanks very much. Talk to you soon. All right. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the StaffingStartup.tv podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like more information on any of our stories or would like to know how to get involved and share your story, head over to our website at StaffingStartup.tv. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And please leave a five-star rating and a super awesome review so others can enjoy the show, too. Check out the live video footage on YouTube. Have a great week, and we'll see you next episode.